And our special, I don't even know what song to play to introduce Atomic Hours. I don't know, I just pull one, just one, I don't know. What What should I pull? Hey, good afternoon. Hey, my brother, how are you today? I, I, I am fine, I am fine. A bit stuffy, but I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good, you know. Um, we are here in Jamaica, you know. Um, at the moment, we have been very careful because of this dust that has Oh, come across the oh, um, yes. that's something new. the island at this time mm-hmm. so we are taking all precautions yes ah. and um and making sure that we keep safe right that the sahara dust the sahara dust that they talk about that will be coming across from the caribbean com- right oh. right how much more can you guys take <laughs> well God is in control, eh? Yes. What, what, is it in Jamaica as yet, or is the sign of it, what? It, oh, yes, 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 of course. We so, are, we are looking at it all over the place. So, we is are it, looking at it overcast, yes. um, stuff falling on the ground, what, what, what are the effects? Um, um, no, what, what, what you really see is, is quite, um, uh, what must I say now? There's a haziness, a haziness. And you can actually see right in front of you. So the visibility yeah. is not bad then? You still have good visibility? You have a certain amount of visibility, but um, a lot of it is diminished, you know? Oh, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, Cowan, you, you yes, are... When, when, when people refer to you as a legend, what, what, how do you feel? What comes to mind for you when people say you are a legend? Because I'm sure you have heard that over and over and over, which is true. You are a legend. But how, what does that do for you? Well, as, as, as long as they don't see me as, as being old, <laughs> because um, I, I, I am current. Yes, you I'm are. I'm still up to date with everything, but as long as the thought is good, it's good. And we give thanks that we can actually have survived the times, you know? Right, right, right. That someone would pay you respect and call you a legend, you know? Because right now, as I am in the... Um, I'm actually out in the country parts of Jamaica and, and been going through, you know, my first... Really basically my first time since the whole COVID situation. Right, right. And right. to see how many people would come out and greet us Right. And on the stops that my wife and I and right. would make, you know, right, right, right. Yeah, just to say hello to people, it's really encouraging. Yeah. Right. When, when, oh, where, where would you go back? Where's your mm, genesis? Where do you start? Was it nineteen sixty-seven with with the Jamaicans, or was it before that? Oh, it was before that. We um we started um. Around 1964. 1964. Yeah, we had a group um, called the Miracles. The Miracles. And, um, yeah, it was about five of us, which includes the, 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 the members of the Jamaicans, Norris Weir, Martin Williams, Errol, mm-hmm. Icon, mm-hmm. known as Icon, brother called Jerry, 
Brown and there was also another brother um, at another time called Derek. Derek. Who was part of it. Right. You know? Right. And um, we, we sang in nightclubs and competitions, you know, um, with, with groups like the Scatterlite, um, Carlos Malcolm and um, the Afro-Jamaican Rhythms. Um, yeah, the Vikings and bands like that. Right, miracles. Right. And then it was an amazing thing that, um, well, that, you know, uh, the Jamaican actually we changed the name of the miracles to the Jamaican. To, to Jamaica. Why did you do that? Oh, you know what? Um, there's a guy who came down um, to Jamaica mm -hmm. and he, he owned a ship. A ship? And, um, Yes, I think it was called the Jamaica Planter. Okay. And this guy, like, you know, those were back in the days when they had a pink Cadillac. Mm hmm Drove off his own pink Cadillac off the, um, off the, off the ship. Mm hmm And we were asked to come and entertain him and his girlfriend. <laughs> You're kidding me. While they were having dinner. Wow. Yeah. So First, he and his girlfriend uh -huh. sat down having dinner. This guy was rich. And we, five of us, sat down and sing for this guy. And when we were finished, he said to us, his name was Aston McEachron. Mm. Um, and he said to us, listen, fellas, um, I tell you what, I think you guys are good. I'm going to get you one. I'm going to get you to do the Johnny Carson show. Whoa. I've never heard of any Johnny Carson in America. Right. But listen, you need to change your name because the music you're singing is going to become renowned to the world. Oh, my goodness. And you want to be the first to be identified with it. The music is going to come from Jamaica. And so you should call yourselves the Cunts. Oh, just like that. So, even though we we thought, well, oh, that's kind of a sound like a little salt, you know, the yeah. Jamaicans, you know, everybody was being, you know, pretty names. I mean, even, <laughs> yeah. So, and we were the Miracles. Like in those days, we had the Merry Men, the yeah, Merry the Boys. Toys. Yes. And all of and, and even the Gay Lads. <laughs> but today you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't you call would call it. Right, right. <laughs> but, but so there was no objection to when he suggested that you sh sh share, um, change the name to the Jamaicans. Were there no, any so, objections? So we no, we, we, we just thought we would go along with it. Because okay. the, the guy was telling us about getting us into the United States. Right. And any opportunity to do that, we would not oppose that. Right, right. You right. know? Um, so we, we changed our name to the Jamaicans, yeah. When, when did you break it down to three? Because if I re recall, during 67 Festival, it was Australia or was it four? It actually, um, when we won, we, we won two competitions in the Pop and Mentor competition um, uh, with, with Owen Hilton and um and errol kong mm -hmm. who, who was a a, a a member then then um 
Errol Kong went away and so did uh, Owen Hilton. Okay. Got him flat. Mm-hmm. And so the three of us, Martin, um, Norris, was, and myself, wow. yeah, decided to go as a trio. Yeah. Now, now you, you, what I, from what I learned, that you were the leader of the group, but you weren't the lead vocalist. Um, no, that, no, that, I was the leader. In those days, Yes. you had to establish a leader of the group. In, in, in groups, you had a leader, and right. then you would have the, the various lead singers. But somebody had to speak for the group, for groups in those days. Right, right. Um, so you always establish a leader, and I was the leader of the Jamaicans. But so not, not the lead singer. No. But, but, no. Nowadays, but, but Tommy. That was also quite a... Um, quite a recognition for you to receive in that time right and and today you will find that because if i'm not the lead singer i don't want to be in a group <laughs> you know you don't find a leader of the group giving the way to the lead singer in today's world right 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 when you but enter when, go ahead go ahead yeah no go, go ahead when you enter the festival in 1967 did you think that baba boom would have won it the competition was, I think, uh, if you look at the history of the festival song competition, mm-hmm. um, it was probably the tightest um, of all the of all the competition of of, of that. I think of, of, of um, 1968. Of I think 1968, brethren. 1968 was the toughest one, as as I see it. No, because you see, I tell you why. Okay. Um, 19, 1967, mm-hmm. the runner up of, of, um, of, of Baba Boom was Unity. Wait, wait. U-N-I-T-Y-A-U-N-I-T-Y. Unity. Come. Yeah. And the, the, the third place one was by Alan the Vibrators. Tough. The Makers. Without Toots, Toots was in jail, I think, at that, at that time. Year. Right. Right. The Maters ran, I think, number four. Whoa. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, then. Maybe Derek Harriet. After <laughs> that, it was music like dirt. Yes. For your money's worth. That was Desmond Decker. And following that, yeah, Desmond Decker. But even though Des- Desmond won, we were also in the competition too. Right, right, right. But um, the, the, the idea of beating Unity was, 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 was a heavy one. Was, and was and Alan big, the Vibrators move up Jamaica nose on the move. The competition was down to the wire. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, why, why do you think Baba Boom and the rhythm itself to this day is still alive. What what you attributed to? How much input I, did I, you have in the rhythm, and how much input you have in in that? Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes I know that, that I think it has been re-recorded maybe over a thousand times. Are more di- different versions of the rhythm. Of the rhythm, itself. yes, yeah, and actually. Um, I saw recently, and I never even remember that Ox Brown, who just passed, 
play the rhythm, actually rhythm guitar, but I, the lead guitar was by Ernest Randall. Wow, and he just celebrated his birthday. Yeah, and he has recorded it and called it Below the Baseline on one of his albums. I, I think, man, I, you know, it's hard to explain, but I think the warmth of, of the rhythm, I think um, for a better expression, it was very sexual in its, its, its the way the rhythm was played. Mm-hmm. I think it affected the, the, the bass line, affected the waist line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And, and, and the thing about it, it was so easy to sing along. So sing, yeah. Oh, okay. When yeah. you were writing this song, you wrote it with Norris Weir, right? Right. Did you think of just the festival for that moment or you were looking beyond festival? Well, I no, we weren't looking beyond anything. I think the festival impact, the festival sound impact was so big during that time. Right. Do you realize, I think that that same year that we got drawn into the competition, the Whalers, Bob Marley and the Whalers, were in it and never came into the top six. What? So, the, the, the competition itself was a na- really a national recognition. Mission, right. I want to tell you this. Um, some people loved it. Some, some even got upset. I remember that the, the Minister of Education at the time, Edwin Allen, cursed the song. What? Yes. What i never was... forget that. Why did he? He said that when Baba Boom, he said when Baba Boom won the festival song competition, Jamaicans had gone to their lowest ebb. Are you kidding and me? And I never know what that word means. <laughs> but, but remember, it's um people had to come out and and cast votes. Right, 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 right. They had to cast votes for for the um for the for the winner. So he was basically not even saying. Knocking us was more knocking the people. Exactly. Because the people loved the song. But of course, we were a group that had, um, we had a lot of charisma and a lot of appearance. Our whole choreography and all of that. Right, was worked right. Out. So we not only was coming with a song, we were coming with a dance. And that was interesting because when we went on TV, we had our dance, we had our mascot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, of course, Duke Reed was one of the top producers of the day who was not going to let up all the campaigns, all the things out there to make sure everybody knew, knew Baba Boom. Baba. And so everybody was singing it. But at the same time, I must lift my hat to the guys of, of unity because Desmond Decker was no easy guy to go around. Exactly. I mean, he, he went on to be a... That guy performed. He went on to be a mean? super, super, superstar. Right. L- l- let me ask you this. Yeah. Now that we have... In, in those days, as you're saying, that it was the big names and the competition was, you know, real stiff. What are your thoughts in today, especially this year now, where you find, you know, Toots coming back, Buju and Papa Michigan, they established stars coming back into the festival what 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 are your thoughts on that well my, my thoughts on that is that to have engaged 
and encourage so many established artists. I mean, um, you have what now? The likes of Buju. Buju. In this thing. Toots. Freddie McGregor. Freddie McGregor. Michigan. Lost. Um, what are the other brothers? You have Lost. Lost? Yes. Yeah. You have Sugar. Yeah. You have... Um, yes. You, you know, big names. Yeah, this, I, I, I said this is truly, truly amazing. Toots is inside of this thing, man. Yes. And he you won know, it the first year. He won it the first year mm-hmm. in 1966. Yes, yes. Yes, bam, bam. Now, let, let me... Let, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, continue. You continue. You, you have... You know, you are one of those people, Tommy. You have done it all. I mean, in this industry. You have done it all. You producer, writer, singer, artist management, promoter, MC. Is there anything in this... Any, position left in this industry that you you haven't done yet and you would want to do <laughs> well that that is one of the risky things about the the business you know i don't think even though i've done it all and i've done so much i would never encourage people or persons coming into industry to try to wear so many hats i always believe that when I have done it, and I all know I still question myself. I'm a <laughs> yeah, songwriter, all you do it. A singer, a producer. You know, I always say to people, whenever you think of Usain Bolt, what do you think? Okay. A runner. A runner. When you think of Michael Jordan, what do you think? Right. Basketball. When you think of Muhammad Ali, boxing. You don't think of him as being a boxer and a golfer and 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 a runner. You know. So always try to, to when you think of Bob Marley, you right. think of Bob Marley as a writer, singer. Right. But you do not really think of him as a producer. Or an a MC. manager. <laughs> but that's why you're so unique, Tommy. That's why you... I know it's unique. It's unique. And you succeed. You succeed at yeah. all of them. How did you get the job to be the MC? How did, uh, that's the one that puzzles me all the while. How did you get that, that position? You know something? I think I I always wanted to catch up wherever I saw some kind something dropping short, um, and and that is probably one of my my problems. That's why I produce and I produce uh, say live live shows like a, a Fun in the Sun. Right. When I saw like a lot of the gospel shows, mm-hmm. I said, "Wow!" After you know, remember I toured with Bob Marley all over the world. And I worked with his company. And I saw the levels at which he was coming with um, with production, how these productions were done. Right. So when I came into gospel, I said, I want to do live um, production. I wanted to do it also in secular. Because I saw something lacking that that needed more. And I think that was what attracted me. Right. Um, and I ended up, just doing this and even though i fight against myself at certain times i'm still drawn into it i'm still called for people to do production i'm right. called for people to do live production i'm called for people to write songs you know right, right. so but, but, uh, you know what i said god just made me this way so uh, make it very I'm unique <laughs> but, but my yeah. question to you though is the MC in part because you're not on radio. You oh, weren't yes. you weren't on radio. Usually they use radio people to MC shows. 
Right, but you yeah. weren't on the radio. So how did you convince the first promoter to go on stage and yes, indeed, how did you do that? <laughs> I, you know what? Tell us. Um, I, I think again that was maybe another attraction because as as um, as an artist coming up, mm-hmm. there is a very legendary. I can't remember his name, um, but. It will come to me. That is, um, I used to watch this, this this guy, MC shows, and then at the at um, at doing shows, mm-hmm. I would watch people like Charlie Babcock, Tony Verity, um, and Tony Verity was like one Never of the will top be. guys of Never Willoughby doing shows. Right, and then there was one night. At, at a show that um, we're doing with Byron Lee. Mm-hmm. And Byron Lee overheard me speaking, you know, the leader of the group speaking to, to the guys. Okay. And um, and Byron suggested, hey, why don't after you guys sing, why don't you introduce a couple of the artists? Wow. And then... I, 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 I grabbed this opportunity and said, of course, because then I like Tony Verity, man. I know Tony Verity. You like his style. And yes. Bring a little bit of the history and divide each other from the other. And there, there are some skills that are, um, are within doing an right. MC, you know, skill right. and timing and to know that you are not really the star of the show. It's really the person who is coming. Right. And right. if you can um, execute that properly without putting the focus on yourself, right. but on what it is that you should do, then you get your recognition. And so, man, that thing went the, on. You, you, you toured Reggae Sunsplash USA for years. Yes. yes, all over the world. I did over 500 um international shows with reggae sunset right, right. through through whether it be australia guam japan the united states mm-hmm. africa yeah Wait, and, how um, did you how did you coin the phrase yes indeed what, what how did you get to that <laughs> what was that all about yes a, indeed. a man called bunny rocks bunny rocks from from third world yeah yes um what happened is that we were on tour. We were doing some shows. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're as an MC, you're first on the stage and you're the last. You're right. first to get there, but you're the last to leave. True. And so the guys waited on the bus for me. And when I got back on the bus, everybody was like, Bunny Rugs was, yes, indeed. And every time he said, yes, indeed, everybody laughed and said, so... I said, what's this? I can't understand this. <laughs> you can't understand it, right. And the, and the man says, I said, what's happening, guys? What's the joke about? He, they said, yes, indeed. They said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? He said, Tommy, we counted 27 times that you used the phrase, yes, indeed. Oh, really? And you, yes. you weren't conscious of it? No. I just said, yes, indeed, was to affirm as a word affirming, not like purposely. Right, right. You, you know what I'm saying? 
So were you um, surprised when it took off around the world? People were calling you Mister Yes, indeed. Were you surprised that it took off the way it did? Well, in a way, because um, guys like um, Steel Pulse, uh-huh. Steel Pulse actually taped me doing it and use it in their um, in their thing. So one one night, I was like taking aback because. Before I enter stage, I'm hearing, yes, indeed. And I'm saying, I didn't say <laughs> you that. You didn't say it yet. You didn't you know, say that it time yet. I was even conscious that someone could do that. And, yeah. So what really happened is that I, I knew then I could have used it as a signature. And... Um, you and certainly became, did. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in places like Japan, it was so popular... I even made a song called Yes Indeed. <laughs> but it um, was so, so popular that when they see me coming, they would say, Hi, Honto! Hi, Honto! <laughs> yes, indeed. Which means yes, indeed. Indeed, of course. Yeah. No, no you know. I mean, I, I even almost got myself in jail. Really? In, um, in, in Africa. What happened? Because of some situation there, the soldiers came down and said, Look who we've got here! We've got Mr. Yes Indeed! <laughs> and they called me Yes Indeed in Africa. While, while trying to arrest well, at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. You, you, who are some of the artists you, you know, about three years ago, this is what my question is based on. Three years ago, I, I did the the top 100 songs of all time. And one of the top songs was Cheerio Baby and some more that came out. Yeah, I produced Cheerio Baby. And you, yeah. you sent me an email and you asked me, you said, Clinton, you reach a lot of people. I would like for you to set the record straight. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You said that you produced that. I'm like, we had Byron Lee. So explain to the people how it happened that you didn't get credit for your work at no, the time. No, 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 no. On the record, on the record, the original record says produced by T. Cohen and B. Lee. Right. And the, the original record. Is that, right. Byron Lee wasn't even in the studio. But paying respect to Byron was that I, at the time, was working for Byron. Ah. I said, I said to the people at Dynamic Sounds that, listen, here is this, here is this um, guy. His name is Eric Donaldson. They said, Eric, who? I never hear that name. I said, yes. And I want you guys to put up some money. Behind this guy at that time was six thousand dollars, right? I said, "I want six thousand dollars to record this guy, um, and he's gonna be a hit." They said, "You're we're not." They said, "No, we know that you're not a hit. <laughs> you're, you're smoking too much weed or something." Yeah. Right? I said, "No, sir." And I beg and I beg. I said, "Give me six thousand dollars, and I promise you that this guy is gonna blow your heads off." They reluctantly gave me $6,000 towards the production. So I took um, with me um, the, the members of the Inner Circle Band. Inner Circle. Roger Lewis can tell you. Roger and Ian Lewis. Um, Ibu Cooper. And a um, and, and couple more. Barovia guy on, on the drums. And we went into the studio. And at that time... I actually 
had the guys in the studio went down to Kingston College, Casey, mm-hmm. and picked up a young student out of his classroom called Tyrone Downey. Whoa! Who became the, the, the keyboardist for the Whalers, Organ D, Tyrone Downey. And I took him, and everybody wondered, what did I do? And I took him into the studio and said, Ibu, move over. You know, Ibu Cooper was the, the greatest at the time. Wizard. I said, Wizard. move over from this, go over to that, and put Tyrone down here on the piano and put yourself over there on the organ. Right? Uh-huh. And this was the first song that Tyrone Downey, can tell you, ever recorded. I took him out of his classroom at KC to come to a recording session. They allowed me. And... um we did Cherry O Baby. And wow. I said to clarify that situation. So when I put B. Lee on it, um, that was meant for Byron Lee and right. not Bunny Lee. Not Bunny Lee, he right. Wrote in his book. A lot of people, he myself. Wrote in a book yes. that he produced Cherry O Baby. He was not even on the compound of Dynamic Sounds when we did that. And he's my good friend. But right. I'm sorry to say that. Well, did not produce so, so are you are you now trying to set the record straight? You know, in, in terms of I know a lot of the veterans are now putting like BBC and he's collecting all his songs, giving getting his credit and so on. Is that something you're doing? Yes, as as a matter of fact, I have to make sure um, that between Eric Donald and myself and the Inner Circle Band set that record straight. Yes. And Ibu Cooper has said it on many occasions live. And the inner circle, if you call them, they will tell you too, you know? Because what was happening at the time, you know? The inner circle was my band. And um, inner circle was doing the um, the actual rehearsals for the guys entering the competition. Oh, And, um, And that's when we knew, wow, something about this, because that whole... And the, the beat and the rhythm of um, Cheerio Baby came by because they had to twist the song so that Eric they, Eric could follow the thing because Eric was play, playing checker checker check checker checker check he was playing some guitar checker checker check checker checker check and they couldn't follow it with a reggae rhythm oh, so okay. they had to check 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 a check, check a check, check check, check a 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 check. Oh, that's how that came. So that's how it came and became really unique. But Tommy, Tommy, you you realize that you realize that you you were involved with two of the most popular rhythms that ever come out of Jamaica, Cheerio Baby and Baba Boom. Oh yes, oh yes. Because you see, what other thing is you know at that time, not Clinton was that um, we as singers, we would have to walk into the studio and actually sing the rhythms oh. to our um, to the musicians. Oh, so, okay. as a matter of fact, we had this, this practice when we were rehearsing, especially with a guy like Icon. Icon, up to this day, would still... And as a matter of fact, Icon is a man now going to China and all over the world. Very He's unique. He's very active. Yes, very unique Icon. artist. Yes. Yeah. I still um, play him. And we would have to 
and you, we would have to do the rhythms with our mouth so that the musicians would understand. That's how we rehearse because we never had any instrument and stuff to rehearse. Right. We were rehearsing under mango tree under street lights and all of that sort of a thing. Wow. You know? Who are some of the other artists? You know, I just found out a couple of years ago that you, you were producing um, Ras Michael and the Sons of, of um, Negus. You, oh man, it's, it's too many to remember. But just give us, course, run down some. We did, just run down some. I, I, I will tell you this. I, we did, I did, I produced a band called Zappo. Zappo. With Beresford Hammond in it. Right. Right? We had Ras Michael and the Sons of Negus. We had the Inner Circle with Jacob Miller. Junior Tucker. Um, you know when I uh, found out, Orlando, you know when I found out about you and Junior Tucker? I found uh-huh. this out a couple of years ago. Junior had his what, 50th birthday and he did that play and telling the story of his life. Yes. You know, you were featured in that play. Yes, yes, yes. Because Junior Tucker actually grew up basically as my son because he called me father. But his and real father was jealous. From he was like seven years old. But his biological father was jealous of you. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been, yes. That's what it says in the play. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Wow. Oh. Because I used to take Junior Tucker, you know. Um, he was so young at the time. And um, I would walk with Junior Tucker, take him to Montego Bay, hold him in my hand like a baby. He sleeps, then wakes him up, performs, and come back in my arms and fall asleep. Oh. I mean, this guy was like, I mean, doing a lot for his family from a very tender, tender age. Dennis Brown, what's your relationship with Dennis Brown? Oh, Dennis Brown. Oh, yes. I managed Dennis Brown. Um, Amazing. Oh, gosh. Amazing story. Um... My, my family thought that was this was a labor of love. Um, but one of the nicest guys you could have ever met. Um, I mean, it wasn't easy managing managing Dennis because Dennis gave away everything. So I heard. It if was... you give Dennis, don't care how much money you give Dennis today, he would take it and give it to somebody who needed it. Oh. And then you would see him in 24 hours since my brother... My father, oh, I respect you so much, but the, the cookie jar is empty. He gave away everything. I, I've heard that I mean, about for, it. For Dennis Brown to have owned a motor car, you know what we did? We actually decided that every time that he worked, uh-huh. we would take a portion of his money without him knowing and bank it. And then one day he came and we gave him his motor car. And he didn't even figure, how oh. did I own this car? How did you, why would you give me a car? I said, yes, because it's your money that bought that car. You can't keep taking taxi up and down the place, morning, noon, and light, night. You are the crown prince of reggae. And he, because <clears throat> he gave away his. He would give it away that money if we didn't put it away and right. put it up for him. 
Yeah. Now, now you're working with Colleen Davis and, and for the past 30 years or so. What is it like for you to be working with, you know, your wife? You have a business and you have a personal relationship. Or you separate them? Okay. Well, that, that, is, that is one of the things and one of the challenges, um, people working together. Um, how do you separate? Some people say, how do you separate? your work or your job from your wife right because you can't be living on your job and 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 spending time with your job all over but we have learned some stuff that that is why for us um even in this time of covid we are able to counsel people because a lot of people have had abuse mm -hmm. and um in, in during covid time because people are not used to spending time together but we, we have learned and we have listened and what it is that we we know one your work is different from your job your work is what god put you here to do um your job is something that you're employed to do right somebody can fire you from your job but they can never fire you from your work she told me that last what week happens, yes you can't fire your family your work. You can't fire from your job. But your work is what you were put here to do. So we understand that we build a dream together. We have a vision together. Mm -hmm. What we want to achieve together. And this achievement is not necessarily out of money. Our achievement is basically what do you um, contribute to humanity. Mm -hmm. What do you continue? You know, Bob Marley, somebody asked me two days ago, what was my favorite Bob Marley? Same, or uh, quote. And for me, it was, if my life was for me alone, I would not want it. Because what it is that we can contribute to humanity. And so, because of that right. dream, you know, one day it might be down, one day it might be up. Right. Some people last in this business for two, three years and they don't go any further. Now, we have been there and we are still making, I mean, the, the latest song. Um, you've got a friend. That, that she, you've got a friend. It's drawing more attention to her now than we have seen of songs in the last three years. Nice. And people are just calling even now to do things on virtuals and, and all of that because of this song so we continue to do songs and we do the song now with the feeling that here's a song that people will want to sing together you've got a friend where we can reach out together and be part of something bigger than ourselves right right you right, know right. um how do we contribute and because of that of, of this dream and this vision that it, it keeps it makes it easier right. for us to work together you oh, know good. it's a journey um and, and the union of colleen and tommy produce i i call her colleen mini me what are you what <laughs> <laughs> she looks like colleen she sounds like colleen what <laughs> Naomi Cohen, what are your thoughts there? Um, when she needs advice, does she come to you or both of you are to Colleen or you? What are your thoughts on Naomi Cowan? 
to both of us, as a matter of fact, Naomi has really renewed our spirit, um, reinvented our own self, must I say, because Naomi myself right now, Naomi is gifted. She, um, thanks to the Lord, and um, but she still would come to us. And as a matter of fact, Naomi and myself are now we're writing probably five songs together now. Really? You know? Yeah, because she, she comes to understand, um, you know, you have to know where you're coming from to know where you're going. Right, kind right, of thing. Right. She, I've, I've taught all my children to respect the people of the past. And not only myself, but, um, I mean, yesterday, Freddie McGregor was on the phone with me and telling me how much he loved her and She's doing um, a, a virtual for for Freddie's birthday. I think comes yes, Saturday. Yes, yes, yes. And she's a part of that. And my son Nathan does quite a bit of booking for Freddie also. Awesome. So they have learned to appreciate. As a matter of fact, one of my son's Nathan best friend is Caitlin. And sometimes I see them talking for hours. Now Caitlin's eight year old, mm-hmm. and my young son. I want to know what they are talking. What they have in common? But. Yes, but Naomi, um, we've taught them to respect people and um, don't get drawn away, right. don't get caught into the hype. What you have gotten here is a gift. That gift comes from God, not from man, not from yourself. And you have to understand that so that you can appreciate life and appreciate sure, right. that where you're going, if it's all about you, it's not worth it. Just like Bob, Bob, Bob my life just like Bob me said. alone, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want it. It's about people, how we can help people, how we can bring respect to this business, help people enjoy themselves. And and like one singer said, it's not about it's about the love, not about the life. Right. Yeah. Um all your children are in the industry, in different angles, different aspect of the industry are they all in the business let me see um i i would say with the exception of one okay um who was really into the into the military okay but um but my daughter sarah and my son che they're pastors in 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 texas okay and they are very much advanced musicians singers and they saw they use their musical gifting right. in in a different way but and then um my daughter shikisha who is more into advertising but having to do with music right. and creativity on right. a level right. yeah so somehow if they're not in it really up front it it, it assists them in their whole background and the foundation right one way or another let me ask mm-hmm. you this um and we're running out of time you, you know i, I could yes, talk sir. to you all you know for the for the entire hour but after 56 years in this business i have done so much uh tommy is there anything else really that on your bucket list that you still want to do <laughs> you know let me tell you this what what i'd love to do is is very ambitious in the sense if when i leave this earth that i leave 
and I'm, I empty myself. Mm-hmm. I'd like to empty myself uh, because I still wake up and there are still songs coming out of me. Whoa. You know? Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still get up this morning. I still get up at 4 o'clock in the morning writing a song. And I would like to empty myself. Empty it out. Just get everything out. Get everything out. I would not like to go to the graveyards and some of my, my nuggets are buried in I'm the buried graveyard. with you. That, that's a but profound outside, statement. Outside of that, I think um, physically, uh-huh. uh, there are some places I, I'd like to visit. I'd like to visit the places that Christ walks, you know. Whether in 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 um, in, in Bethlehem where he was born, right, right. in in Jerusalem and right. these places, yeah. I want to go to the holy city and experience the sepulchre, or even experience um, some of these places that Christ walked. You know, and I think um, there's time for you to do that. Uh, you gotta be around for a long time because you have a very healthy diet. I spoke to you last year. Uh, we we met at the um, the Pegasus, and you were talking about your diet. Um, yeah, ran into you a couple of times at Jana Wang supermarket, and you were just buying healthy stuff. Oh yes, yes, man. We slap because you have to protect the temple that yes. God lives in. You know, you have to protect. That's part of your your because you won't achieve um the things. Um, that that is um, the assignment that's given to you because each of us have an assignment on on their lives, and and it's to to help to make this world a better, better place. place right. And you you need to be significant in in the role that God has placed you here to do. Right. So right. you have to keep yourself healthy, but try and get out the things that God have put inside of you. Right. There are right. dreams. They all have a dream. You know. Eyes that look are common, but eyes that see are rare. Wow. And the, 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 the worst man in the world is not a man who, who is blind. He's a man who is without vision. Without vision. Without vision. Yeah. Okay. So. When yeah. is the book coming Find out? vision and execute it. When is the book coming Work out? towards it. Huh? When is the book coming out? Ah, uh, the book. No. Yes. That is one thing I'm very guilty of. And everybody asks me the same thing. I think I have to stop and and do a book. So I'm praying about it. Um, actually, you know, somebody started one and another person has started one. So I just see what they're saying after this COVID situation. Yeah, you can't, you got to leave the history with us and the other generation so they can learn from, from your experiences. That you yes, can't sir. take with you, Bridget. You cannot take that with you. You gotta, no, you gotta, that's true. you gotta leave the book. You leave the book that we, that this the next generation can can have something. How do you feel about yes, the status? My, my, my mentor, the late Miles Monroe, says too many too many books are buried in the graveyard. Exactly. <laughs> and lastly, yeah. how do you feel about the status of the music today? The, where the music stands? What are your thoughts today? Even though you're still producing. But overall, are you satisfied? Are you this thing that you you would have improved on with these new producers? What are your your thoughts on the status of the music? Well, today? two thoughts, two thoughts. I w- I will probably leave with you. And one that you started with when you asked me about the festival song, 
and watch about the people. And I, I thought that the festival song competition was always meant to find um, a song that the people would engage with and want to sing along and was also made to create a oneness. And um, you see now that I'm encouraged mm-hmm. by the, 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 um, the, what we call the established right. artists right. that have been involved. But at the same time, we love that we would not have to be complacent um, with the significance of the song. Mm-hmm. Because an upsetter like Eric Donaldson, there must be space for that to come right, and right. to upset everybody. Right. Um, with the music today, I am encouraged by by some of the the, the boldness mm-hmm. of the new singers that's coming out because sometimes we tend to say, "Oh, this is not reggae," or "This right, is not right. reggae," and we we think it's the same, old, same, old, same, old, same, old, but. But reggae really, you know, is the king's music. Is where it is actually coming from. That's why sometimes when people hear no woman no cry in its ballad form, I say to them, what, what kind of song is that? They immediately say to you, a reggae song. Because of where it's coming from. Right, right. Now, there is a new set of the, the Kibaka Pyramid, the Chronics. I think Chronics um, kind of across our generation for me. Nice. The man sometimes sounds like he's a 60s man, 70s, nice, 80s, nice, 90s, nice, nice. Uh, up to today. Nice. So he crosses it. Yeah. The young singers of the Savannah, Leela Ike, mm. Naomi Cowan, yes. they are presenting a freshness nice, to nice. the world that we have not seen over many, many years. Um, Good to hear you say yeah. that, Tommy. Good to hear you say that. Because I'm sure oh, yes. they, they are like, yeah, yes! Because you are who you are. And for you to be endorsing, basically, these these young artists, I'm, I mean, that's a bold thing. Yes, yes. I, I think what they are doing will bring about a better world. Because, you know, like we said, I always said in one of my introductions around the world, that reggae is a musical vibe going to the four corners of the world with the hope that through this music we may unite the people of all race, all class, all color, all creed, all religion. Reggae music uniting the world through music. And this is that they are singing and they are acting out their talents with a purpose. And all of us were born with a purpose. And now that they are on assignment and they are, they are singing as people with purpose. And that is very exciting to me. What is going on? Right. You know, Jesse Royal, um, Kabaka nice. Pyramid. Nice, nice. And, yes. nice. Yeah. and on the other side of it, when we look at the people that also in the, that has come up in the gospel music, the people like the Junior Tucker, the Judy Mowat, the Carleen Davis, the um, Kevin Downswell, uh, Rondell Positive, um, Jermaine, um, Chevelle Franklin, uh, Marion Hall, and the list goes, goes on. on. And it on. is exciting because on both sides of the fence, 
the, the, the quality is showing up very high in, in gospel, in secular, good reggae music, and even for the world today to recognize that when they come in with this versus thing that they have out there, and to see that Beanie Man and Bounty Killer is really still as registered the highest numbers, numbers yes. of followers and people who tuned in even over the Alicia Keys and um, the rest of others them. that they have. <laughs> the rest of yes, them. It's, it's amazing. You know? Yeah. So this is an exciting time. Time, exactly. I, I, Isn't it? I, Don't you agree with me? Of course, 100%. What exciting. And if we embrace it as a people, there, there's no limit to what is going to happen with our music. We just want to keep our music positive. Right. And right. know that, listen, use it for the good. Use it so people can love each other. Use it so people can unite each other. Don't get into that small, quick fix right. or quick money thing where two guys going to shoot down somebody or two guys. No, don't get into that. The world is bigger than that. The, 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 the benefits are bigger than that. You know? Listen, Don't get frightened by the little fly the by nickel, Right. You, you, yeah. You, listen, yeah. I, I, you know, on behalf of the entire world, Tommy Cowan, I'd like to thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you for all you have done for Jamaican music by even the fact that you, you are in the group. You, 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 you change the, the merry calls into the Jamaican. That's a bold move. On behalf of the entire music industry, I want to thank you for your service, for all that you have done, and we wish you long life, good health, and just keep, you know, I uh, hope you'll get to Jerusalem, Israel, and go see um, the land where, where Christ walked. All right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, and with yes all indeed. <laughs> your listeners and me say, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> no, bless. Indeed. <laughs> Bless indeed. Mr. Cohen, yes. I thank you very much, sir. All right, Brother Clinton. Bless you. All right.